0: welcome to the drive time news blast 30 minutes 45 for patrons jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth liberty and justice this is monica perez
1: i'm brad binkley
0: i'm super excited that we are having a disappearing patron party on friday it's been very stressful i'm very much looking forward to this is the first friday free for all so if you're a patron of the truth or friend of the show or patron saint you can circle up with us on Friday. Uh But there are a lot of people not having a lot of fun right now. The Really? These- yes. Everybody in the whole world is basically having a terrible time right now. There's the riots. There's the COVID. People wearing masks. I can't help but feel like the theme for the mood right now is perfectly encapsulated by the George Floyd mantra i can't breathe i just feel like that is the theme of these crises. crises as they come together and the fact that these crises are coming together i think has tremendous implications that i will tell you about but i want to hear what your impressions have been overnight basically what's new in the in the world of social media and protesting
1: There's always a few new wrinkles every day. Last night, I'm watching it. Everything is just an inversion of reality. And I've seen this multiple times. I saw this again last night. It's CNN. Don Lemon is talking to a reporter that's on the streets in D.C., and they're talking about the peaceful protesters, the peaceful protesters, the peaceful protesters. They must have said peaceful protesters 20 times in this little segment. Meanwhile, the peaceful protesters that the camera is showing while Don Lemon is calling them peaceful protesters are picking up rocks on the street and hurling them through windows. So you're watching someone throw rocks through the windows of buildings while you're listening to your trusted news anchor call them a peaceful protester.
0: This is going to fold in, I think, with one of the major themes here, which the parallels with Trump as Nixon, and there's also some stuff with Hitler, apparently... People are sending around a, p- a picture of him holding that Bible basically like upside down, side by side with a picture of Hitler holding a Bible in the same way. But the Hitler picture is photoshopped. It's not even real.
1: So <laughs> so many photoshopped decoys in this little Well, I crisis. guess they're going
0: to start going deep fake real soon. That's going to be a theme that is addressed by this. But the Trump... Nixon parallels obviously started with Watergate. He very recently, I think right around the time this thing started and I highlighted it, said, oh, you can really learn a lot of lessons from Nixon. He's putting out catchphrases and buzzwords, very Nixonian from I'm the law and order president to I want to we need to address these protests and people are committing crimes. You need to arrest them. Nixon had a really hard time because he was kind of he was trying to respond to increasingly violent protests over Vietnam and he was just doing stupid things. He was seeming to escalate the, uh, the Vietnam crisis and at the same time cracking down on these protests. It's all very Nixon like. And when you think about it, what happened to Nixon? He won by an overwhelming landslide. After the Watergate thing had emerged. So all this stuff was happening. You think that he was unpopular. He wasn't. The media took him down. He went down just for not telling what he found out after the fact. So he was really, that was a coup in my opinion. But the lesson I think is he won that election, but then he was gone. So if this is, and if you want to draw a bigger parallel with Trump, it could be any number of different ways that, I think Trump is, He'll be, he would be seventy eight right after the end of his second term. I don't. He's a guy who likes golf. I just don't see him putting another four years into this. So either this the election won't go right, or he'll step down after it, or something worse. I worry. I still worry about the articles that used to come out on a regular basis about Secret Service incompetence under Obama. Remember the guy, like, ran over the fence, got into the House, I think with a gun, the White House. Another guy got over the fence. They used to talk about, and then there was a big shakeup there. There were all sorts of problems with the Secret Service. And I just worry that as they're giving us these stresses, and I'm going to take a breath, but – in a little bit, I want to tell you about this Gerald Seib article from The Wall Street Journal where he talks about all this stuff coming together to fundamentally restructure our nation. And a major trauma like Watergate or the JFK assassination, that is the kind of thing that would just, it's like you've talked about before. You're in just an emotional state because of trauma that you'll accept any, any policy recommendation they suggest. That's what a lot of these mass shootings seem to prey on.
1: Yeah, to that point. I was reading a document from the Nixon era that was I believe it was written by Kissinger. I'll have to go back and double oh check that. But it was an Perfect. investigation into why Johnny riots, talking about why college students riot. And this was just kind of an overview of it, but it talks about how these college students or younger people are targeted as the rioters, people that don't have as much information, that are that have a lot of angst and, and time in a lot of time, especially right now, everybody's been locked down. And the people organizing it are often 10 to 15 years older than them, and they have very different goals than those that they organized. So that's something we've talked about a lot. The people organizing the crowds to do chaos, to do what they tell them to do, are not pursuing the actual goals that the people who are throwing the rocks through windows believe that they are.
0: Right. And then they, like you have said before, they move the goalpost. And I find, I I think that Both sides working against each other allow for policies to get passed that you don't even really pay attention to. So I just found out, read that Congress is working on legislation that would increase the accountability of police officers and also impose curbs on their behavior. Now, this is something that is not within the purview of the federal government, which is why it upset me so much. When Tucker Carlson, I've been wondering about this for so long. Tucker Carlson's father was a U.S. government propagandist. He was the premier propagandist for a while. And Tucker obviously was raised in that environment and and I would think capitalized on that training. And But he always convinces people. Somebody I really respect tweeted at me today. I really normally buy what you're saying. I agree that this media is to be mistrusted, the politicians, but Tucker Carlson is the one person I trust completely. And I've been wondering when he was going to take all that credibility and use it for something important. And I think he did that yesterday. He said... Trump needs to take a tough stand. Weakness will not be tolerated, will not be forgotten. And if you can't protect the white house, if you can't protect what's going on across the street from your house, how can you protect me and my family? And that is just a not conservative way of looking at things. You protect you and your family. The government is there to augment that. They can't take your second amendment rights. You should be the primary person responsible for that. And then, uh, Beyond that, Carlson said, so and, and if he's inviting Trump come in and protect him his family, imagine that that Washington DC, all the way down to to protecting your front yard. I mean, that is really asking for the army to come marching in. And that's why Trump was saying he wanted to incite invoke the 1807 Insurrection Act. I think because he wants to to allow arrests being made by federal, The military, basically. It's really crazy. But one other thing that Tucker said was that Jared Kushner is a wimp and he gives him terrible advice and all this kind of stuff. And I wonder if he's trying to set Kushner up as first gentleman or something like that, that this, that a lot of this, as I said, I don't think Trump is really going to make it to the end of four years. I don't think he would, even if he could, I don't think he would want to. And I do believe that a lot of what he's doing right now is setting up a legacy for his kids, just like his father would have wanted him to do. So maybe Carlson is positioning Kushner as and his wife Ivanka as kind of that dialectic within the White House that we've seen before like all of a sudden Trump's everybody in the I hate this I hate Fauci I hate Sessions I hate Bannon. I hate all these guys it's like you put them in there what are you talking about so these are maybe going to be the liberals in the White House that get attention for being on the right side of this issue if not others
1: Maybe. I think Trump likes it. I think he likes the conflict. I think he likes the fighting, the verbal war aspect of it. Maybe you're right. Maybe Before he'll slink years, off he and play golf. golf. But he also loves fighting. That's how he's been. Watch clips from him going back decades. He's a guy who always jumps into that I verbal would say battle.
0: He puts his own appetites first.
1: Maybe. I would say he has an appetite for conflict.
0: I mean, his passions his physical desires
1: yeah that's true it could be true we'll see if it maybe he's not president anymore because there's an insurgent i, I don't know i don't know what's going to happen and oh by the, the
0: way notice that they've let him go gray his hair is i did not right notice now. that that's yeah, you interesting gotta look forward yeah
1: that's going to change the way he's perceived definitely old
0: that. aging can't take it
1: or wise
0: sophisticated yes, yeah
1: maybe Another interesting thing I noticed was a shift, not a shift in the narrative, but another wrinkle in the narrative today is that another person to blame in the George Floyd killing is the store employee who called the police on him. The theory being or the thinking being that if you call the police on someone committing a crime against you and that person is black, then you are responsible if the police then in turn kill that person, even if that person was committing a crime against you. So therefore, do not call the police if that person's committing a crime against you or you're in the wrong.
0: Don Lemon gave the store owner a platform and the first thing the store owner said was the employee was just following protocols. That was the beginning. This was last week. So that, I guess, was anticipated.
1: And he even but went out there. Not
0: calling the cops has, has been this persistent theme. And I guess if they if they portray the cops as dangerous or ineffective or both, they are going to get the national, at least the, the quasi-national force or control that they want.
1: Yeah. According to the police report, the guy didn't just call the police right away. He went out there and talked to the guy and tried to get him to give the money back and give all the cigarettes back and what everything else he took. And he said he was non-responsive. He said he was acting kind of crazy and he didn't do it. So then after giving him an opportunity, he then called the police.
0: Well, that might fold into what the autopsy said.
1: That he had fentanyl in his body.
0: And was a history of meth use?
1: Something like that. There's a lot of information as we predicted, that is going to muddy the waters and make it, in my opinion, more difficult to get the conviction uh, everybody wants for these police officers, which is going to cause chaos.
0: I wonder if we'll ever see that cop again, certainly in an interactive scenario where you can tell that it's real time. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there like I did for the Boston Marathon bombing, and I was right then.
1: And the other cops aren't white. I want to point that out again. I've been pointing that out since the beginning. The fourth one, I wasn't There was an certain- article
0: about the Asian guys. We have to talk about the fact that that guy was Asian.
1: But I didn't read the one article. One of the other cops, Lane, Officer Lane, is an African American. There's another cop. I could not find a picture of him, but I saw a picture of him today And from Pete. Pete tweeted out a picture of him. And that guy, he is Hispanic. And... There's a reason you don't see photos of the other cops. There's a reason the one cop is symbolized and the others are ignored, even though there's calls for all of them to be arrested. It's because they're different ethnicities and it undermines the narrative of division, the narrative that this is purely racial and not about police abuse of force and training techniques and accountability. And if they did that, then it would not be as easy to gin up these racial riots,
0: well, they definitely have been working on that for a long time. I think they feel like it's just such a powerful weapon and they can use it. But they don't want it to go away. I mean, you, you've said that. I think we all see that from the very beginning. Poverty, too. Yeah. They don't want poverty to go away. Education, too. They don't want people to be educated. How can you have a dysfunctional democracy with an educated society?
1: Yeah. They need the issues. They need the conflict. They need the division. That's where they're able to step in and be the community organizers.
0: It's very clear what the government takes from us and does to us. And you can even call it the corpo governmental continuum. Left and right both have the right idea of what's really going on up there. That's why this fascism thing is is remember fascism is left wing and right wing together. So what they are doing to us is not in our interest. Taking away the, the Bill of Rights is not in our interest. Charging us taxes to bail out banks is not in our interest. Nobody wants that. It's not good. It's having terrible schooling is not in our interest. So having bad policing is not in our interest. And when we wake up to these things, their only hope is to make sure that we don't see that the true relationship that we all have with those people in positions of real power. They're on the other side of those guns. That monopoly on violence that Pete's documentary is not named that for nothing. It's they're on the other side of that line where they have the guns. They don't want us to have the guns. You can just see it all. And they, they use this concept of democracy to keep us, hating each other. And they tried to do it with ideology. Lenin or the whole international communist thing, they tried to do it. Workers of the world unite. They would not do it. And then they went to that Frankfurt School cultural Marxism stuff where they they said, well, this is something that people can't, they can't overcome. It's an issue that we can use forever and we can really get it emotional and personal and all that stuff. And I, I just, I feel like it's so clear that it's so clear how we're being manipulated. When you see that the media is part of that governmental, corporate continuum, then it's really obvious what they're doing to us. And it's and it's it's really sick. People are dying. People's lives are being ruined. The Wall Street Journal front page it said economic. This will be a ten year economic setback. That was straight out of Event Two Hundred One. That added societal setback would be even longer. That's what they're doing. Yeah, it's having an effect of,
1: on real people and just
0: real. What's happening? What's...
1: There's people being savagely beaten in the streets by people claiming to be part of these movements. And it's terrible when you see the videos of these things. And these people could be paralyzed for life. Who knows? Who knows how many people have died in this? It's horrible what's being done in the name of some of these protests or riots. And I want to read to you a paragraph from a CIA operations field manual that tells agents how to produce civilian disorder. I think a lot of the things that you're going to hear are going to be familiar. But first... A word from our sponsor. What's up, guys? With everything going on in the world right now, it couldn't be a better time to grow your own food. Or if you're like me, to learn how to grow your own food. Something that I've wanted to learn how to do for a long, long time because I want to learn how to live a more sustainable lifestyle. That's why I'm thrilled to have found Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia. One of the most welcoming, friendly, and truly helpful places that I have ever been to in my life. They offer affordable, high-quality garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feeds, chicken feeds, premium pet food, just about anything you can think of, and they got it, and they got it at affordable prices that the big box stores cannot compete with. And the best part about it is that they're locally owned by a fantastic group of folks who are happy to answer any growing or planting questions that you may have. It's the kind of personalized customer service that a beginner like me needs. I'm going to be honest with you. I love Neighbors Feed and Seed. I would hang out there All the time if I could, they would have to kick me out, which they wouldn't do because they're too welcoming and friendly to do it. It's that kind of place, and you can feel it as soon as you walk through the door. So if you are in the Smyrna area, go to Neighbors Feed and Seed. I promise you, you will thank me later. Maybe I'll see you there. In the meantime... You can check out their website at neighborsfeedandseed.com. That's neighborsfeedandseed.com. Or if you have any questions, give them a call at 678-653-8838. That's 678-653-8838. And make sure you tell them that the Propaganda Report see you. I also want to say that the guys over at Neighbors have put together a special seed packet bundle for listeners that consists of a lot of non-GMO seeds, enough to start a mini farm, basically, and you can get that for $27.99, a price well below the typical price that you're going to find, and you can even get 10% more off of that if you use the discount code PROPAGANDA. And included in your package, you're going to get some instructions, you're going to get some sticker swag, and you're going to get a personal note included in every single order. So check that out coupon code propaganda. They're doing e commerce now. You're going to love it. Okay. So we talked about the provocateurs yesterday and the umbrella man, the guy with the black umbrella who was hammering out the windows. And the fact that a lot of left-wingers are pretending to be right-wingers, Antifa's pretending to be white nationalists, white nationalists pretending to be Antifa, everybody's trying to smear everybody else to make it look like everybody is the worst possible person or worst possible group in the world. I want to read to you a quick paragraph from a CIA morale manual where they're training in, in in the field subversion tactics in the context of starting a riot or a mass movement. This is technique training for the agents. If it is to be an impression of spontaneous and widespread revolt, minor subversive activities at widely scattered points are planned and numerous outbreaks committed simultaneously. Thus, at a predetermined time, civilians at various places break windows, start fires, start street fights, and start riots. Judicious and effective bribing of police officers – can help in the successful staging of street fights and riots without endangering the security of the agent, the CIA agent. The police can be bribed either to stay away from the scene until it has developed into a riot of its own momentum or to make wholesale arrest of innocent bystanders and thus create the impression of greater participation in the riot than actually existed.
0: So this was a a handbook for the CIA in foreign countries in the 60s? Yes. So it's kind of like my meme thing where they enhance dysfunctional subcultures. They just go into other countries and mess them up. And we're supposed to believe that they don't do that
1: here. That's right. Even though we've seen all of this.
0: Exactly. All word this. for word. What you said, because I remember the day they said it was in L.A. I was like, I don't think it's in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. They were and making a wasn't. big deal
1: about L.A. But it wasn't. It was
0: nothing. Because I thought oh, with the one you really get killed. So I went to look and see if people were on that highway. But they were it was just like the, the exits come down to where there's a stoplight, like every other freaking, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. where they were. And they were just whatever wasn't that big a deal, and then all of a sudden, it just escalated.
1: Right. This whole manual is just fascinating, the way it describes things that could all be applied. But the
0: hilarious thing is that that people will defend to the death that they don't do it to us. Somebody just asked me a question. I didn't get to look at it yet. The Smith-Munt amendment from 2012, the one that Michael Hastings was writing on before he died. propaganda one? it's where they can prop they can direct propaganda to domestic audiences okay and this is propaganda this yeah. is propaganda of the d this right. is propaganda so depending on how they want to define that they're they've given themselves a justification for it
1: yeah absolutely that's why i
0: think there there must be like legal loopholes cuz you look at with the covid stuff they're not falsifying government documents that's why the numbers are so screwy
1: you know what i'm wondering speaking of legal loopholes is if the police go to somebody, and we've had this conversation about Sam, San Bernardino before, you have, you've talked about it, with Apple, can they have access to your phone? I talked yesterday about the thousands upon thousands of hours of videos that are going to be uploaded to the cloud just automatically by default because that's the default phone setting because everybody in this protest has a phone. What if that phone captures a crime on camera, which probably most of them did? Oh uh, can you go? Can the police say, give me your phone? Every one of them. Yeah. Criminal activity.
0: Every phone is probable cause, especially since they're using contact tracing against the people who are either protesting or who are arrested. I can't remember, but you were within proximity of a crime. But everybody's in proximity of a crime, yeah. especially these days when everything's a crime. Yeah. Wow. That's kooky. So there was another COVID thing I wanted to mention now that we're on that. Oh, this was what I want to say about COVID. That there I remember saying there are going to be permanent side effects of COVID. And I wonder if it's like they're rolling out 5G and they're gonna say, oh, well, after COVID everybody had this problem. But I didn't know what it was. Then I saw today an article in the journal that said this person, this man was trying to clean out his mother. His mother died, implied, of course, COVID. And he was reading, trying to smell her perfume to get a whiff of her. And he noticed for the first time that he can't smell. And he, he, it's reported as a permanent side effects of COVID. But they also say that loss of taste and smell is can be from five G. Now I don't know if that's true, but if it, I just think that's a something to flagged because i did think that they would say that there were permanent effects of covid if there was anything that came out of the 5g that they are clearly implementing as we lock
1: down yeah and it also plays into the division narrative of conspiracy theorists saying that 5g also causes that yes you're right that might have been an easter egg meant for me to find
0: it was pretty cute yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Let me tell you the Saib article. So obviously I read the newspaper today, which I just don't even read because so much happens overnight. That it's I tough. Even it's even like bother. outdated
1: as soon as it lands on your driveway. Yeah, but it's
0: like a little more in-depth and comprehensive. So you get the whole nugget they're trying to plant in your brain just for propaganda purposes. Yeah. It's a lot easier. So Saib, talking about nuggets, they plant in your brain. He always brings it all together in case you miss the point of all the propaganda. <laughs> he just says, so he said, and this, I, I was telling you before we started recording i had all of my notes down of of how there were different stressors coming together they had a theme they're trying to yesterday we talked about obama wanting fundamental structural change oh that facebook facebook did something i don't know they were trying to do something sensitive no they left trump's Insensitive post up. Then they got bitch slapped. So they gave $10 million to some civil rights thing and then they got bitch slapped for not doing enough. Now they're being urged. There's an actual quote. This is from a Wired article. It says, A truer test, McDonald says, I don't know who that is, is whether the tech companies will lobby for legislative and structural change. That was straight out of Event 201. I was going to talk about that. They, uh, and I, I was thinking what kind of structural change, what Obama was talking about, what Chertoff, Michael Chertoff was talking about, a fundamental change in our legal architecture. I don't know. I was going to bring that, the Nixon stuff. Then Sy writes this article that pulls it all together. And he says, and the fact that there was multiple stressors at once, It, it the article is called "Unre". <laughs> that's not the article. The article is called, Will Shocks Spur a New Political Course? And he says, it's precisely when shocks pile on in succession from different directions when Americans can choose a new course and produce lasting change in political and social structures. And I think even that Trump infrastructure plan will be part of that. I think that is really where... It's all coming together is that they want real fundamental permanent structural changes. And that can only mean really they just don't like states having any control over anything and they don't like the Bill of Rights. They just don't. Every one of them is every single thing they're doing violates one of the Bill of Rights. That's what they want to get rid of.
1: These people are wolves that devour any crisis, whether, well, if it's they create it, then obviously they're going to devour it. But even if it comes up naturally, they just jump on it and they just look for all the ways they can exploit that crisis like supervillains, not talking well, about the problems. Well, I think
0: it. Yeah, I think yeah. they create the crises. And I think that they, they have to believe, for the most part, that they're creating a better world. And I've seen the way they look at me when they think that I'm... uh A tea partier and not a Ron Paul libertarian, which I assume would get even less respect. But in my experience marching against Obamacare, they think you're scum. They think you're scum. They don't think they think you're wrong. They think you're Philistines. They think that you're an idiot for not seeing the great technocracy of the future as lifting all the, all the people of color in the world up to the grand level of iPads and target but i would say at that level of thinking that we're wrong not having fundamentals not seeing the future not looking ahead and all the internships that stacy abrams has done i feel like she's one of those people who who thinks it's okay it thinks that 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 this these fundamentally restructuring the laws it's timely And I think she thinks it because that's what she's been taught. But she tweeted something that I don't understand, and I want you to explain it to me, or at least maybe just reading it'll help. There, she retweeted an article from ABC News about Trump, and it said, and the headline was, if a city or state, this is a Trump quote, if a city or state refuses to take the actions that are necessary to defend the life and property of their residents, then I will deploy the United States military and quickly solve the problem for them. So he is is, he's I totally oppose that. She says. Authoritarians polarize citizens into patriots versus enemies, discredit oversight institutions like inspectors general and the media, target courts to bolster bad behavior. Final act, question mark, dissolve the bonds of democracy, militarize police and crush the vote. Trump is near his endgame.
1: Sounds like her endgame.
0: Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, it does.
1: She and speaks in this very over-sophisticated, too complex way. Sometimes, almost on purpose, I think. Other times, she doesn't. I guess it depends on the audience. Yeah, she's, yes, she's the Atlantic.
0: To. She's foreign affairs. Yeah, and she's she's yours. So if you're just a regular guy. You have a regular person who feels oppressed or confused. She's on your side. She's one of those, as as the Simpsons would say, law-talking guys. Yeah. <laughs> She's one of those smart-talking people. So thank goodness for her. So AOC bounces back and forth between chewing popcorn loudly yeah. and, you know what I mean? She's Doing those back voices
1: and... <laughs> that they do, to, to really, the... the... The like The ASMR on voices, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, but I actually now that I was going to read a tweet of my own that people loved, I got 131 likes on it. Wow! Right? That, yeah, uh, I, that's probably not a lot for someone like Stacey Abrams. Let's see how many she got. Get yeah, thirteen thousand to <laughs> <It's
1: a> Russian <laughs> bots. That's all it is. Mine
0: are real, but but the but I uh, but my opinion of what was happening, I think, is really much more uh, to the point. The U.S. is getting third worlded. Middle class and small businesses are getting wiped out. Masses are protesting to get crumbs or justice. Gated communities keep those who can afford it behind a wall. And private security and private health care, like education has already become, will further separate the top from the bottom. This is how it is in third world countries. So when you have public health care, almost nobody gets private health care. Now almost everybody gets private health care. There, only the elites get it. And that's why they're okay with this. Because they're literally in gated communities if they don't have their own gates. So that's what people are making fun of Trump. Oh, I have my own secret. Tucker Carlson said, you have a gate. You have secret service. What are you doing for me? What am I going to do? I'm out here in the world. Ha, ha, ha. He's got a gate. Ha, Tucker Carlson, he probably lives on the 50th floor of, well, yeah, he's got a gate in the Hamptons likely. So I'm just saying this is, it just occurred to me that people in the elite, of course, they know that they're, safe that's yes. why they're okay with it that's why they're letting it happen so they can get their bailouts or whatever because they know they're on the right side of government protection
1: it's safe in their ivory tower in the sky that they're looking down upon us and plotting and planning their world takeover because we can't climb up there we can't get over the gates we can only go after what's right in front of us and then they put people in front of other people that they oppose and they just fight with each other I'm going to tell you about what Apple did that's kind of funny. That was a surprise to some of the people who stole some of their products. I'm going to tell you about that in the Patreon 15. And if you guys can find your DriveTime News Blast every weekday afternoon at propreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to access that extra content that we post, go to patreon.com propaganda report and become a patron. Monica?
0: Oh, I think maybe I'm going to talk a little bit about what former Atlanta Archbishop Gregory, now D.C. Gregory, echoing Pope Francis at stuff that is not true about the church.
1: All right. We'll talk to you guys in page 15.